All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> what, 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 welcome back! Oh, no, 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 no. What no. do you mean? I was sick. Where's Tyler? I was Where's sick. Tyler? I'm scared. What episode number is this? 92. 92. All right, welcome to episode 93. Let's go. Welcome to the Vancouver oh, that Boys Podcast. Baby? Let's go. You know it's <laughs> Alex Smith hosting <laughs> with my main man. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And then we got to my right, my main man. What is it? The Marky and the Moo Moo Pals. What? <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky yeah, Bunch. Yeah, yeah. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Moo Moo Pals. Yeah, and the building. How's it going, everybody? Yeah. Oh, my God. We spitting mad rhymes, mad beats. Could you imagine if this was someone's first episode <laughs> that they're listening to? Who put a mic in this guy's face? Like honestly. some poor guy who's listened to us put out half decent content forever has told his buddy finally, like, hey, you got to give these guys a listen. And they chance. Are we in the this. studio. <laughs> Let them cook. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So oh Tyler's at work God. right you, now. But you wouldn't know it based on this intro. <laughs> no. uh, so we We're have, changing it. We are a band. <laughs> We're a rap okay. group. Yeah. Okay. Well, our drummer's the lead singer right now. Because <laughs> the lead singer's at work. Uh, but anyway, Alex is going to host the first half. Tyler should be here in a little yeah, while. Yeah, hopefully he'll yeah. make it here. Right. But until then, we got Marky Mark and the Moo Moo Pals. <laughs> uh, no, we got a pretty good episode, though. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to be going over, I believe, our preseason predictions uh, towards the back half. But before we get to that, we're going to start with how we usually start it, with our real sponsor and fake sponsor. Well, thank you, Tyler. What? Oh, oh man. Marky Mark and the Moo Moo Pals. <laughs> this is DJ Smitty Smith. <laughs> oh, no. Christ. Sorry, that was a little bit of a force of habit there. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Remember, it was like the other week when I tried to keep throwing it to Goof of the Week because I was hosting. Yeah. But I only ever throw it to Tyler's surprise headline. So I yeah. kept like <laughs> messing up the transition. For Goof of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Alex. DJ Smitty uh, Smith. <laughs> this week's episode, and every episode up until this one, is sponsored by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all cooking. Beaver cooking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is not brought to you by Tyler Erlinson. Okay. Much like Marcus's faith in the Vancouver Canucks, it's gone right now. Tyler Erlinson, financially supporting our broadcasting careers since 2021. This is funny because <laughs> we, th- this is in Tyler's house. Yeah, we and record. And yeah, he's not here. Yeah, Tyler's studio. Yeah. I would say that we're getting close to the 50-50 mark of him being here versus him being on the road. Yeah, it's yeah. getting to that time. Well, in the yeah. intro, he says it's 80-20. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. He should be here for at least 50% of this episode. Yeah. yeah stay tuned for a little bit. He'll be yeah, back soon. Yeah. But until then, we have so much misery to wade through. Yeah, it was not a great week in the NHL. Not a great week in Canucks news. However, there is still Canucks news, and I will throw it over to Marcus and my Moo Moo Pals. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, we'll still run with the Moo Moo Pals. Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark and the Moomies. God, it gets worse. This is so bad. <laughs> um, right. So this week in Canucks news, uh, Connor Bedard. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Connor Bedard currently Bedard. has 2.51 points per game in the WHL. Connor McDavid, which falls under the CHL umbrella that Connor McDavid played in. So it's basically the same league. At this point in that season when Connor McDavid was in the league, he only had 2.55 points per game. So they're, they're pretty much the same. So what I'm trying to get across here is that Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid are the same. <laughs> Connor Bedizzle and Connor McFizzle. You need to stop assigning <laughs> nicknames now. That's a know. good nickname. I kind of like Yeah, Connor, Connor Bedizzle. Bedizzle <laughs> for shizzle. All right. Bedizzle's going to play. Yeah. What would you call the Canucks? Make Sad. Okay. Yeah. Sadie okay. McDizzle. Yeah, it's just sad. <laughs> so I, I'm going to call that Canucks news because close enough. The tank is in full swing. We are losing games all over the place. Love to see it. Uh, tonight, actually, the Canucks beat the New York Rangers. Uh, that we were no, they didn't. No. They lost. They lost. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, Thank God they lost. Yes. I was focusing on the wrong detail there. I was going to say we were recording on Wednesday night, and the Canucks did just lose to the Rangers. Tomorrow... They will play against the New York Islanders. Bo Horvat's New York Islanders. Bo yes. Horvat and the New York Islanders. It's not his New York Islanders. It's his New York Islanders. He I, I, did, however, finally change his profile picture on Instagram. So the trade is now official. official. And the, the NHL does recognize it as a trade as he has changed his profile picture. Be, before we move to the New York Islanders, uh, I want to talk about how Tyler Myers has totally taken over, leading the train for the tank. He is just killing it. Yeah. Never had more excitement watching Tyler Myers yeah. on the ice. In my opinion, if you're a team that's tanking right now, you should be trading for Tyler Myers. Yeah. Because he will help you in ways that you cannot yeah. design a team to tank any better. He is... The craziest thing is he's trying to do the right thing, and he can't. <laughs> <laughs> like perfect. this, this isn't on purpose. He has just gone full Tyler Myers in the last two games, which is the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. You go back and watch the footage. He cost us five goals in those two games, and I don't mean he was on the ice for five goals. I mean he directly influenced them to happen. It is unreal. 
the craziest one, or not craziest, but maybe the most Tyler Myers of all of them, is in this one when he just screens Spencer Martin unapologetically, no clue he's doing it, just standing in front of the net, not really taking his check, but making sure that all six foot seven of him is directly between Spencer Martin and the shooter. I love it. it it's great. He's he's fully embedded in the tank, and hopefully everybody follows. Well, you know who else uh, might actually be getting tired of the tank? is Jim Rutherford, because there are now rumors that he wants out. Already, huh? And so th- this is funny, because this has developed a little bit over the last few days. So there were reports saying that he wants out. Some insider leaked that he does not want to be here anymore. Then he was interviewed about it and asked point blank, do you want to leave Vancouver? He said, no, this is not true. And what's weird is now all Canucks fans seem to have gone, oh, never mind. He, he said it's not true, so it's fine. What did you think he was going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I desperately want to leave my job, but I'm not allowed to. Like, of course he's not going to say that. You know? And, and it just, it, to me... I won't go off on it because I've it's beating a dead horse. The ownership of this team controls management. Everyone's saying, why would Jim Rutherford come in here if he knew he was going to get controlled by ownership? He didn't know that. He came in, thought things would be different, and they weren't. Right? They brought him in because he looked like a trustworthy guy. He's now being controlled, and he wants to leave. This shouldn't surprise people. I think... If he were to leave before the season is finished, nobody would want to come and be the GM of the Canucks. No, it'd be no names. It would be either no names or the Sedins because they're already working their way up there. But I don't see how anybody with a name that has any dignity and doesn't need to prove something would sign here because everybody that does always ends up leaving within a couple of years because of management, because they don't get to control. They don't get to do their job. They're just a face for the ownership. Why would you sign here? I, honestly, I don't even think the Sedins would take it because they know they're not ready and they've watched their former teammate, Trevor Linden, get run out of the building. They've watched Jim Benning, who took over after Linden, just ruin the team both while they were on it and shortly after they retired. And then they got brought in and watched the new guy get run out of town and the coach get fired in a way that we haven't seen done so disrespectfully maybe ever in the NHL. I don't think the Sedins, after being exposed to that, would want to take the reins. And I don't blame them. I hope they don't. I don't want them to end up like another Canucks failed GM that didn't get to do anything because ownership makes the decisions for them. I hope they say, no, we want no part of this. I don't think anyone's sitting here and, and thinking to themselves, I wonder if it's management. You know, like I think <laughs> I, I don't think we're really like breaking new ground here, guys. No, that that's what I mean. And I, you know, like I'm not trying to be rude, but I just think that like every week we come on here and we talk about the same things and like it's really sad. But to be honest, like I kind of want to sh- like in, inject some optimism in this, okay? Because I'm seeing good things, you know, like yes. Management sucks. It's very well documented. We're all very very well aware of the situation. That being said, I see a lot of good things going on. Okay? So far, Rick Tockett to me has done a fine job. Agreed. Okay? So far, Elias, Elias Pettersson has been 
nearly unaffected by all this bullshit. His season rolls on. He's doing well. Kuzmenko has consistently gotten better over the course of the season. The young pieces they have developing in the minors are doing well. Since Pod Colson and Amon came back up to the big club in the few games we've seen them in, they've looked like they've developed. They look better, right? Like there is optimism here. Yes, I understand it's easy to focus on the negatives. It's easy to look at management, look at Rutherford, Alvin, obviously Aquilini, and look at how they are mismanaging and misorganizing this franchise. With that being said, there is still cause for optimism. Watch the games, right? This is a team that's losing games 5-4 and 4-3, not 6-0 and 4-0. Right. They're scoring goals. They're playing well. They're learning systems. They're doing the little things. And they're losing. It's good, yeah. right? This is exactly what you want to see. I'm optimistic for a brighter tomorrow. Not in the head office, right? There needs to be massive changes there. That's well documented. But please, I'm talking to the both of you. Pay more attention to what's going on on the ice because I think I think if you if you just look at that, you may see things in a, in a brighter light. All right. I'll let them cook. <laughs> What, what I will say, where you, where you are 100% and unequivocally right, and I'm glad you brought this up, is Rick Tockett. Because, first of all, he's getting a fair bit of hate that he doesn't deserve because people are just mad about Boudreaux getting fired. This isn't Rick Tockett's fault, and you're right. He's done a really good job. And I think, honestly, he's the perfect coach to have during a tank because what he's known for is whipping some players into shape. We have a couple players that need that. He also just did an interview where he said something that was very captivating to me. And that was that he doesn't really care about results right now. He cares about seeing if the players can buy into a system and trust the process. That's important to me because during a tank, that's exactly correct. You want to see that your star players that you want to keep can perform and you want to not win, mm -hmm. right? He seems like the perfect coach to do that. He also seems like someone who's kind of stern and cold and heartless enough that by the time it does come that we probably have to move on to a new coach that will maybe take the team to better and higher places, we're going to be okay with that. But he is, to me, what Travis Green was supposed to be last time. He was never going to be the coach that brought us to a Stanley Cup. He was supposed to be the coach that knew how to develop the young players and inject a little bit of a culture into the team. He didn't do as great of a job with the second part of that, but that's what I'm saying Rick Tockett feels like to me. You know, he's that guy that's going to be here in the bad times, and he's going to put the team in a good position for the next guy to take over. That's his job. And he's doing a great job of that in the limited time we've seen of him so far. So you're right. I am really, really happy about that. I really hope they, that if, if he stays for the bads, that they keep him for the goods. Not only because we're already paying three coaches, but... <laughs> I think that if he's going to go through it, let him go through it with the players. Develop the relationships with the players. Be there for the highs. Be there for the lows. Instead of letting the players form these connections with the guy and then getting rid of them as soon as they start getting good. Because then all the mojo is gone. I, I agree with the sentiment there, but some coaches just aren't designed for that. Some coaches are best at developing players, but not good at bringing them to their full potential and bringing a team together that way. Yeah, I'm you thinking know? John Tortorella versus John Cooper. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. 
right? Torts is the one that's going to whip you into shape and show you what it takes to be a professional. But he might not be the one to take you to a Stanley Cup. John Cooper, on the other hand, is designed to take a team full of already good players and make them succeed. The Canucks are not full of good players. They have like two or three. That's about it. That's including a goalie, which Jake's going to tell me doesn't even count. Yeah, player's a goalie. Well, it, it is also not good. <laughs> it, it's hard to argue <laughs> with that. But um, uh, do you have anything more to talk about Canucks news? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just one more thing is that uh, everyone's talking about the next trade the Canucks are going to make, and it's going to be one of Brock Besser or Luke Shen. Luke Shen is probably the easier one to trade, but also the one that the Canucks would prefer to keep. Brock Besser's agent has said that he's talked to New Jersey and Minnesota about possible trades. The problem is in order to get any of those trades done, the Canucks will have to retain salary on the next two years of his deal. That's where the Canucks are having some problems with the idea. Do it. That's tough. I, yeah, I think you just got to pull the trigger. Retain the salary. The worse it is for them now, the better it is tomorrow. Because I think... If you're retaining two years, Pedersen's contract is... Pedersen's up at the end of next season. So you wouldn't be retaining salary during it, right? Only the first year. Ooh. Also, if you're retaining salary on a contract, you're retaining like a million, you know? Yeah, they're not going to be yeah, retaining like 50% or no, anything. Yeah. It's not going to be three mil against the cap. Yeah, no. Which I think they can make that work. Yeah. Um. It. I have a thing about retaining salary. I just, I don't want to do it. I want to find ways to not do it or to retain as little as possible. I just think that you can't jeopardize the trade. You can't jeopardize the return, I should say. Right. Right. Like, because the more you retain, the better your return is going to be. And with Minnesota, I think that there's some pieces you could get out of there for sure for Brock Besser. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like we've said before, they'll probably be willing to overpay a little bit for him just because he has that hometown aspect to him. They want him there. Um, the last thing I'm going to bring up this week's Canucks news is uh, actually former Canucks news. And uh, I just found this one kind of funny. So Jake Furtanen, a lot of people thought, you know, whatever happened to that guy, right? He signed a PTO with Edmonton. Uh, at the beginning of the preseason and then was released from it as they said, you suck, (laughs) we don't want you on our team. So he ended up going to the Swiss League where he got sent down to the second division Swiss League, which is where he finds himself now. Mm -hmm. And this news story reads, Jake Vertanen's teammates on a second division team want him gone. The team apparently went to management and reportedly told them, it's him or us. Jake Jesus. Vertanen is currently 26 years old. Uh, he has 25 points through 21 games. He is one of the highest producing players on this team. However, it seems like he got into a physical altercation with one of his teammates in the locker room. And the team has gone to management and said, this guy is toxic. We don't want him here. If you're going to keep him, please trade us. Jesus, talk about locker room cancer. Yeah, this is a former sixth overall pick of the Vancouver Canucks. Just really like the most disastrous career you could really think of. Yeah, not a good look. 
Local boy. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus. Local boy Jake Vertanen. Uh, it doesn't count as local. He's local. No, he's from Abbotsford. That's not local. It is. There is a literally an Abbotsford Canucks team in the city of Abbotsford. Okay, so he's local to minor league teams. Great. <laughs> Good for him. The other thing that bugs me about Vertanen is that Judd Brackett, some people may or may not know this, he used to be the Canucks head scout. And okay. he was quite well known because he found some diamonds in the rough. Judd Brackett begged the Canucks not to draft Jake Vertanen. He wanted the Canucks to take either Nikolai Ehlers or William Nylander. William Nylander and Nikolai Ehlers both obviously turned into better players than Jake Vertanen. But what's interesting is the reason that the Canucks didn't listen to him. Jim Benning was the GM at the time, and I hate bringing it back to this, but like we said, ownership pretty well controls the moves. Ownership thought that a hometown goal scorer like Jake Vertanen would hometown sell more local tickets. boy. Yeah, well, Aquilini <laughs> sure thought so and thought that this would sell more tickets and make more people interested in the games, therefore boosting revenue. Uh, Jake Vertanen ended up playing about three years for the Canucks, one year for the Utica Comets in the middle of that because he got sent down, and then obviously was released from the team when he had his legal issues and then went to play in Russia then had to leave Russia because I think he played in China didn't he played for the Red Star there's a KHL team in in China uh maybe maybe think, actually he, it might have been that, that team, team. Yeah. it could have been that team anyway yeah so that's uh Jake Vertanen not a, I know sorry Jake I know your segment is the goof of the week but we will yeah, get no. to that but that's kind of my like, oh my God, what a train wreck that situation is. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Francesco, for that yeah. one. Uh, anyway, uh, Tyler's going to be here in a bit, but we have a lot we want to cover with him. So mm -hmm. we want to get some stuff out of the way first. But before we get to that, why don't we jump into the inbox first? Got a lot of Canucks questions, so it seems like the right time to jump into it. We do have one interesting question here that I, I want to get to right off the bat. Uh, this one comes from a longtime listener who asks, should aging players feel obligated to take a pay cut? Now, I have an opinion on this, but I want to hear what your guys' takes are first. So should older players feel obligated to take less money knowing that the contracts will probably not age well? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. They, they earned it. Yeah. I think, like, if you're chasing a cup, that's one thing. But if you're just an older player, you get what you're worth, you know? Like, like let's say you're Claude Giroux, right? And and last offseason, instead of wanting to go home, he wanted to go compete for a cup. And he went to Tampa or, or wherever, and he said, hey, look, like I want to play on your team. And they went, look, man, we cannot add you to this roster without you signing a league min. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But for a player to just, like, play anywhere on a discount just because they're going to end up being worse over time. I, I don't see that making any sense to me. Yeah, It's one of those where it's like you, you play in the league, you kind of earn that contract, you earn that respect. You can't expect older players to take less money, less years. Like they want to get paid. They have families they got to worry about and stuff like that. Yeah, agreed. I mean, players have to vouch for themselves, but a lot of times it comes down to an organization's philosophy too on how they sign contracts, right? If you want aging players to take pay cuts, 
you have to either you have to find players where that makes sense, right? Like you have to take a Luke Shen, for example, a guy who maybe doesn't have the highest ceiling everywhere, but you think you can juice some more out of him, right? So you sign him to a cheap contract and make him better. That's how you get an old player on a cheap contract. But if you are going to go try to sign a 31-year-old in free agency, yeah, you're probably not going to get him for cheap because you're buying him in the middle of a bidding war, right? Players should not feel obligated to do that at all. If they have loyalty to their team or some special attachment, then sure, maybe. You know, look at Giordano. He gave the Leafs a major discount on his contract just because he wanted to play there and he wanted them to be good. That's awesome, and I have so much respect for it. But he wasn't obligated to do that. He was just obligated to do it to stay there. He could have gotten more somewhere else, but it probably would have been a worse team. Moving along, uh, this one is a Canucks question. The Canucks need better defense and goaltending. I don't know. This guy doesn't miss a beat. Uh, Who do you think we should trade? I think an easier what? question is who should not who who should we not trade? It didn't sound like an easier question. Yeah, no, that was pretty hard for you to spit out. Actually, the memes guy went after you this oh week my too. Mispronouncing a couple names. He loves putting you on blast. Yeah, right? yeah. he doesn't realize that we. It is ten thirty right now <laughs> on uh, a Wednesday. Yeah, I was up at six o'clock this morning. <laughs> I brain slack. is half working. Yeah, why do you think I fall asleep half of our episodes? <laughs> just lays on yeah, the couch. Jake's just chilling on the couch. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Alex is right. Like everyone on the Canucks right now, aside from Elias Pettersson, is basically for sale. Yeah. Right? You want him, make an offer, see what happens. But like, yeah, the Canucks are going into they've called it a retool. This is a rebuild. If you want a player from the Canucks, take the please, please, God, take them. Offer anything for them. The only way. The Canucks become Stanley Cup contenders within the next three years is if we have a fantasy draft. All the players go into a pool and you just redraft <laughs> your whole team. That is our only way that we are fixing the defense within the next couple of years. That would be wild if the NHL ever had a season where their revenue was actually so awful that they were on the verge of bankruptcy and just desperate to do something exciting. They're mm-hmm. like, Man. fuck it. Fantasy draft, the the whole league. Dude, the amount Everyone of viewers. Gets, yeah, now all of a sudden McDavid's playing in Minnesota. <laughs> From Edmonton to Minnesota. What yeah, a lucky guy. What a transition. If you wanted to make the NHL the number one sports league, that's, that's how, how you do, do it. it. Yeah, The amount of viewers that would come in to watch the fantasy draft, and you have all the players sitting, it's like an all-star fantasy draft. The last guy that gets picked gets a yacht or something. <laughs> no, he gets a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, okay, fine. That Ovi starts the whole thing with saying, do not pick me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ovi's like, I'm um, sticking out of this one. I would like a Corolla. But <laughs> yeah. No, but like imagine too, if not only fantasy draft, all contracts are nullified. Just back to zero. Ooh. Like the, if you're a GM and you're drafting these guys, you sign them to contracts after. And if you can't agree, you got to trade them. Well, that's what they used to do with uh, the All-Star game, is that they would do a fantasy draft. Yeah, yeah, which was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if the entire NHL had to do that every single season at yeah. the beginning of the year. <laughs> Just shuffle the deck. Yeah, But, like, that's what I loved about the All-Star game. But I think they only did that, like, two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Speaking of the All-Star game. <laughs> 
snooze fest. Did not like it. So boring. They need to change it. I don't know how. Uh, it seems like it's the same in all of the major sports in uh, the North America. Nobody seems to like when the All-Star game happens. So I don't really know how to fix it. Whether you give them money, more incentive, uh, go back to where uh, it actually mattered if the East or the West or whoever won because they would get home ice advantage uh, in the finals. I can't remember if that was the NHL or the NFL. That's the uh, MLB. Was it the MLB? Yeah, the uh, so the AL. Hold on. Oh yeah, I know yeah, the they AL do plays the NL, and then the winner of that game gets home field advantage in the finals of I think the World Series. Yeah, I think the NHL used to do it, but they stopped. But like maybe do something like that, like something to where the players try, maybe like different events. Like yeah. I know, I know they tried different events and like did the whole Florida thing where they're on the beach, they're playing golf, whatever, what but have you. It was you. terrible. Like it, it, was, it was so, so slow. slow. It was just, well, I don't know how to fix it, but well, fix it, please. Marcus, what's that quote you have? Do more crazy shit. Is that what you said? But no, you, you said yeah. it a few times. Yeah. Do more crazy shit. That's what it was. Yeah. Do more crazy shit. Th- and this, this kind of falls in line with it, right? A little bit. Like, like The shit they're doing isn't crazy. It's stupid. Yeah, it's golf. <laughs> you make guys who golf all summer golf on TV. With hockey sticks. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man. It, it's, a lot of it too is so cringy, yeah, you okay. know? Like I'm someone who, I want to see crazy shit. I'm not saying it's crazy that you took them outside of an ice rink. I'm saying it's crazy that you thought we'd be entertained by 25 minutes of them shooting hockey pucks off of a tee box. Yeah. You know, I didn't turn on the TV today to watch a driving range (laughs) featuring Johnny Gaudreau, (laughs) you know, give us something, give us something to be excited about. Even the way they've broken up the competitions now, how they like started the shooting accuracy and fastest skater, then cut to started doing other things, then did the finals for those. It was terrible. Yeah. Connor McDavid wasn't even in the fastest skater contest. That's that's his thing. And I, and I get, he did great in the shooting accuracy, and I understand why he asked to be in something different. Don't take him out of the fastest skater, though. That's what he is. The whole point is, like, they keep saying the next golden era is now. We have these guys that can skate faster than anyone else. We have Ovi who can score from the same spot every single time and no one can stop him, right? You've got guys that are just human glitches and you're not using it to your full potential in the one weekend where they're all in the same place and that's that's what you should be doing with them. Uh, I I do have to bring up an idea that I, I did here about how to fix the All-Star oh game. Oh boy, here we go. I'm ready. Uh, it was from Mike Grinelli from Spit and Chicklets. He said, instead of making it uh, divisions to make it nationalities, so you've got like Canada versus US versus Sweden versus Finland, Russia, whatever, what have you, and still do like fastest skate or fastest or a hardest shot. But do from each nationality. But nationality, because then you can kind of get behind. Yeah. I, 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 it's not a horrible idea. No, not at all. And like you can do like Canada one, Canada two, even if you really wanted to. But, like, at least there's, like, something for people to cheer for. Because, like, like you're cheering for, like, like you're cheering for Pedersen, but you're not cheering for Team Pacific. Like, I don't no. care if Clayton Keller gets a bunch of goals. I'm not going to be cheering for him. I'll cheer for Elias Pedersen, the guy who's on my team. Or exactly. Nazem Kadri, the guy that's on my other team. Yeah, give us a nationality, though. Yeah, now like, I'll cheer talking. for Team Canada, yeah. Everyone would. And guys are going to try way harder. 
And since we're not getting the World Cup, like this is, you have so much talent and you go to the Olympics and the ice hockey for the Winter Olympics is one of the biggest sports that everybody watches and they're all your players. How can you not bring in that viewership to your regular league? That just doesn't make sense to me. How do you not take advantage of having the best players from a specific sport all in one league and not do something with it? Yeah, that is that is a very smart idea. I do like that. And yeah, I can't take full credit. It was it was from him, but when he said it, I was like, wow, that is a very smart idea. I want to bring up one other thing about the All-Star game. It happened kind of after the All-Star weekend. Have you guys seen the tweet from Dominic Hasek? No, I did not. So Dominic Hasek went off on the NHL All-Star game. He was not happy about it, but maybe not for the reason you'd think. Dominic Hasek says, The NHL has sunk to rock bottom. Letting Alex Ovechkin's son perform on the ice at the NHL All-Star game is like spitting in the face of approximately 500 killed, thousands injured, and tens of thousands kidnapped in Ukraine. The NHL and Gary Bettman must pay for this heinous act. Jesus. Uh, Now, this is obviously referencing Alex Ovechkin's son, who uh, was out and, you know, shooting in the shootout competition and whatever and taking pictures with Crosby. Like, you know, they always bring out a kid every year. Yeah. What's interesting about this is Dominic Hasek is going off on them for letting a Russian get the spotlight. However, uh, Alex Ovechkin's son, who's nicknamed Ovi Jr., but his real name is Sergei, is an American citizen (laughs) and was born in the state of Florida. Not Russian. Jesus. You say he's born in the state of Florida? Yeah. That's weird. Alex Ovechkin's son is a Florida man. He's a Florida boy. He's a Florida boy. Which we may get to later. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see what Tyler comes comes with. But, yeah, like this, uh, you know... I will not get into the politics, but I think everyone knows the general feeling on what's going on on that side of the world. But what I will say is please don't punish individuals who are happen to be born there for the actions of that country as a whole right now. Right. We we've just, we've seen a lot of things like that happen recently. We've seen Russians not be eligible for the CHL draft anymore. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of things like that. The Russians not allowed to be in the world juniors. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for them as individuals because it's not their fault. They didn't make the choice. You know, you're punishing, you know, in that case, you're talking about 17, 18 year old kids. Here you are talking about a four year old boy. That isn't even Russian. That isn't even Russian. And you're saying that the NHL committed a heinous act by allowing him on the ice. And this is coming, this isn't just some rando on Twitter. This is Dominic Hashing. The greatest hockey goalie of all time. Up there. Up there. (laughs) (laughs) One of them. One of them. But you're getting my point here. It's just that I, I think that we all need to take a step back, look at the situation, and think, you know, what's best for the sport of hockey? Right and, yeah, yeah. and and what's best for people? Yeah, and you know what? This week, I think uh, Dominic Hasek kind of made a bit of a. Uh, oh, what did he make of himself? He, a fool? Mm, that's not it. A joker. And uh, warmer. A goofy goober. You're scorching hot. A goober. <laughs> You're on fire. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show. This is my segment where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I find that story. I bring it up with the guys and we chat about it. And this week, 
Your biggest goof of the week comes from Florida. No but. freaking way. <laughs> Sergey Ovechkin. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, your biggest goof of the week is coming from a game between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? The Battle of Florida. In the stands during the game. Oh, I know about this. Wait, I don't know about <laughs> this. This is, this is wild. Yeah, this is really funny. I'm just going to read you the post, okay? The at NHL Florida Panthers are investigating an incident between Victor E. Rat, who is their mascot, <laughs> is Brad Marsh, uh, Victor <laughs> E. Rat, <laughs> and a Lightning fan. Oh, uh, I did see this. During, oh, this was crazy. <laughs> during, okay, let me read the fucking story, boys. During Florida's seven-one victory over Tampa Bay, a young man wearing a Lightning T-shirt pulled Victor's jersey over his head and swung him over a railing in the hundred level while yelling "Go Bolts!" <laughs> he also turned to the ice and yelled "You still suck!" <laughs> to the Florida players. The fan also told the mascot, you suck, big rat. <laughs> oh, man. The mascot's handler and an usher in the uh, tunnel appeared to stand by and watch as the fan continued to grab the mascot, pulling on his jersey and feeding him punches. <laughs> that, like, All while the play was going on behind them. <laughs> this mascot got absolutely smoked by the guy. No, no punches thrown by the mascot. No. <laughs> Oh, man. What's also, like, an underlooked part about this story, Florida was winning 7-2. to 7-1. Was it 7-1? Yeah. yeah, it was 7-2 final, but yeah. yeah. It, like, and yeah, the mascot handler just, what? <laughs> well, I mean, what he was just was crazy. sat there and was like, no way. <laughs> World <This> store! Is- <laughs> he got his phone out. Yeah. He, like, it almost reminds me of those, like, typical like 2000s kids movie lines where they're like wow someone should call someone that's in charge they're like you're in charge oh no like that it was like what are you what are you doing your whole job your whole job is to make sure that that doesn't happen (laughs) and you're just watching it it's probably minimum wage guy just you know trying to Make a couple bucks here and there, yeah. dressing up as a rat. Just douche, 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 douche. <laughs> Sees it happening. He's like, man, that's crazy. Oh, shit. That's yeah. my job. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a rat. <laughs> I'll admit, too, when I first read the headline, I thought it was crazier because when it said he swung him over a railing, I thought it was like <laughs> yeah. from the upper bowl to the lower bowl. <laughs> I thought he killed. Still. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah. I thought he killed Victor E. Rat. <laughs> God. How did like, I not know this was their mascot's oh name? God, yeah. yeah, what's his what does the E stand for? <laughs> Victor Does it matter? Yeah, I Ek think Blad. It does. <laughs> Victor That's kind of that's hard. <laughs> okay. Victor Ekblad Rat. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I think like this is far this has to be one of the best goofs we've yeah, seen. Yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah. yeah you, it, if you haven't seen the video, it's everywhere go watch it. It is so funny. Biggest goof of the week, the Tampa Bay. Like, you know what? The usher. <laughs> yeah, job the dude who watched. Yeah. And for the Florida Panthers. So. There's a lot of good goofs this week. Yeah, there were. Like, you got that one. You got LeBron yep. having a press conference in the middle of his game. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah. 
Oh, there was one more. They're going to do that with OV2 when he breaks the goal record. Yeah, roll out roll a carpet. Out the carpet. Probably yeah. have Gretzky come out mid-game, yeah. like the middle of the first period. Yeah. You know, the, the goofiest thing about that whole thing with LeBron, which I touch on quickly that I thought was, is Anthony Davis. What did, did you do? see? So when LeBron took that shot to break the record, everyone kind of knew it was coming, right? Yeah. So everyone's standing up all hyped. You know, people are crowding the court. Everyone's, like, getting excited. Yeah. Anthony Davis strolls over to his spot, takes a seat, watches the Jumbotron. <laughs> just chilling. Hmm. Did not care at all. Yeah. Not what you want to see from a teammate, but... Anyway. Speaking of one more goof that we didn't touch on. I don't think so. Uh, teammates. Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat on the All-Star team. However... Horvat was rocking a New York Islanders jersey for the Pacific Division. Yeah. I think that yeah. describes the Canucks so well. Just such a shit show. I almost want to get that jersey. It would be so just funny. Just because it, like, imagine, like, explaining that to someone, like, a decade from now. Yeah. yeah. What is with this? What? Yeah. You know? You're never going to see that again. retro. No. <laughs> Islanders, a Pacific Division, Bo Horvat yeah. jersey. Yeah. Just one in a million. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that I think that wraps it up for the first half. Sure, yeah, we can go to break. Sounds good. Sounds I, good. I hear I, I hear think, Tyler's oh, I think Tyler's here. Yeah, I hear Tyler's truck in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a is that a Ram TRX that he's driving? <laughs> Ram TRX is a really cool trucks for anyone who didn't know that. I just watched a review on them. I want Is one. that the electric mm-hmm. one? No, it is totally the opposite. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it has a Hellcat engine in it. Oh, it's that one. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, no. This thing does like two miles a gallon. Jesus. Well, we're going to go take a look at that truck that drove past. Yeah, we'll be right back. We will be coming back in a second. But first, another word from our sponsor. This week's episode and every episode up until this one has been brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here at Vancouver Boys Studios are and forever will be Beaver Buzzing. We'll be right back. Great job, dude. You did a great job hosting there. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everyone. I am finally here in studio. (laughs) Ooh, look at that. It's very exciting. We're all very happy. Fast guy. Yeah, sorry. I was taking a nap. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like usual, we're going to kick things off. With the gold star of the week. Gold star. This week's gold star. Sorry, sorry. Before you go, (laughs) I helped Alex move last weekend because, I don't know. or Well, I guess I technically helped my sister move in with Alex. And uh, we got them an Apple TV for Christmas. So we thought that was kind of cool. So we had that all set up and it's playing on the TV. You know how when you play a song on an Apple TV, it shows like the lyrics beside it? Yep. Oh, Guess goodness. what song 
comes off of and like it wasn't like a playlist it was alex smith's station it was from like Apple the recommended Music. it was it was it that song it yeah. played that song oh hell yeah and it, it has the lyrics coming up and whatever my mom is sitting on the couch <laughs> watching it oh, not <laughs> she looked look. like she was gonna pass out <laughs> it was brutal oh, and you let the whole song play too. yeah i thought you, you didn't played skip it. it no i thought it was like a funny joke i was like uh, uh, marcus why aren't you changing it <laughs> <laughs> no I was waiting for you to change it. I was like, wow, what a power move. This guy just played that whole song in front of my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Not, yeah. a, not a great song. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard the full version of that yeah. song, uh, go go look it up. But, uh, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Well, I totally meant to cut you off, actually. Okay. But uh, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's not a great week for Gold Stars this week. Unfortunately, it's about all of us, us four. Oof. We're going like... to Gold Star taken away from us. Oh, what? Oh, no. Because we are going to be looking at our preseason predictions for all the awards. Oh god! And we are horrible at predicting. Okay. I mean, my list, my list was pretty safe. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about. I'm that, not gonna Patty spoil Lyman. anything, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, not a good look. Uh, but I'm excited to go through it and make fun of all of us about our predictions. All right. Well, let's uh, let's kick things off then. Uh with the heart, you know, everyone loves the heart. Alex, you always go first, That's so true. Uh, take her away. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this one actually isn't that bad. Uh, I chose Connor McDavid as the heart winner. Okay. I'm not going to keep him, though. What? No. I don't think he's the most important player because there are four other players that are predicted to get 100 points on the Edmonton Oilers. On the Edmonton, that's crazy. Yeah. I saw the stat. It was uh, McDavid's getting like 151, Dry Settle's getting 120, and then Nuge and Hyman are supposed to get 100 each. Nuge? Yeah. Nuge is popping off. He's having year. a crazy year. Really? Year. Yeah. yeah. So you pick a Nuge to win the heart? <laughs> I thought about it. No. I am Third liner, Nuge and Hopkins for heart. I, this player, you guys are going to laugh when I say it. However, I think it'll be a Taylor Hall type season. Tage Thompson. I think if the Buffalo Sabres make it in, I think he will win the Hart Trophy. All right. I could see it. I'm not going to laugh at that. That is that is a very I, good I, point. I, it would have to be like a Taylor Hall situation where yep. like he does everything, and literally he is doing everything. Pretty so, much. Yeah. <laughs> highlight real goal after highlight real goal. That's for sure. Seriously, yeah. So, yeah, that's my pick. New pick for the Hart. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Jake? Um, at the beginning of the season, I picked Nathan McKinnon to win the Hart. And I think if he hadn't been injured for so much of the first half, like maybe he would still be in that conversation. But obviously, you know, injuries kind of derailed that for him. Yeah. So I'm going to take the easy way out on this one. I'm going Connor McDavid. The guy's point totals. I mean, he he's he's poised to break some. Well, to to post a point total that we haven't seen in a long time. If he breaks 150, like I, how can you not? Very fair. You know? That's Very fair. fair. That is fair. Um, for the heart, this isn't. A, I don't think this was a terrible pick. I had Leon Drysidle. Okay. The heart. Not that, bad. That's, you know, that's a fair pick. I, I figured that if at the beginning of the season it seemed reasonable he could have scored more goals than Connor McDavid. He did last year. McDavid's you know, been selfish this year, though. Yeah, apparently McDavid has just started sniping, so uh, it, it's not close there. So I can't really can't really pick him to win the heart if he's not the best player on his own team. Uh, but I am going to pick a player who is clearly the best player on his team. And I think this one's gone really underrated this year. I'm picking Sidney Crosby 
Oh. Wow. So Sydney might be Crosby. the wildest pick I've heard in a while from you. No, honestly? Sydney Crosby for the heart. Crosby Damn. is on pace to have a 95-point season. He okay. hasn't broken 85 points since 2019. Really? Yeah. He's a he's, he, he's, Washed. he's dipped a little bit, and that's what everyone was saying, right? Is, you know, he's old. It's at that point in his yeah. career. He's having a bit of a resurgence, and no one's really paying attention to it because Pittsburgh just isn't having a crazy good season. Yeah. But again, they are going to make the playoffs, and I don't think they would without Sidney Crosby. So I am I I'm taking Sidney Crosby for the heart. I don't know if they're making playoffs. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight between that East Conference between is them, Buffalo, and the, and the Islanders trying to get in. I think and yeah, Washington and Washington right yeah. now. All all that is separating even I'll say Buffalo from Washington is four points. Oh, so you yeah. have Buffalo, New York, Pittsburgh, and Washington all within four points of each other. So yeah. someone is taking that last, or two of them, two of those teams will get a wild card spot. Buffalo's yeah. doing this with Craig Anderson in that, yeah. and Dustin Tokarski. Tokarski. So that's impressive. It is. It is. Now, speaking of what you think is impressive, <laughs> who have you picked for the heart? So my original pick did not age well, like the rest of my lineup. <clears throat> I picked JT Miller to win the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> that's going to be the title of the episode, <laughs> JT Miller for heart. Yeah, that one stings a little because uh, I don't know if he has much heart in him, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Locker room cancer and yeah. defensive liability, JT Miller, <laughs> whose contract <laughs> hasn't like started that. yet. Yeah, but nah, he'll turn it around. <clears throat> but, <laughs> and that's why you're sticking with him. <laughs> no, I am changing my pick. To Jack Hughes. Ooh. I think he's arguably the best player on his team, and he's carrying that New Jersey Devils team to uh, a playoff berth. And who knows? They might even go farther. So I think Jack Hughes is going to gonna win for sure. It's a good pick. The only thing I disagree with is when you said he's debatably the best player on his team. He is by far oh, the best player he, on his yeah. team. So. Yeah. I, I think you might have just misspoke a little bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe a little yeah, bit. He, he's doing pretty I, well. I didn't want to do any of their other players dirty. Yeah, he's a. I think you could say that he compared to the next best player on his team. That's like the biggest gap, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see where I you're coming I, from. Yeah. I won't say I totally agree, but I, I get where you're coming from yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jake's favorite, the Is Norris. It? I feel like I feel like I my favorite the Vesna. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I just figured no it, you know, favorite. you being a defenseman your whole life. Literally, yeah. no one cares about the Vesna. I used to love the Norris, but then Roman Yossi got absolutely fucking robbed last year. So, hate it now. Debatable. All right, Jake. Nope. We're yeah, not, yeah. We're let's not, start with Jake. Nope. Let's start with Jake. <laughs> nope, yeah, yeah, nope, yeah, nope, yeah. Nope, I like nope, this. Nope, nope, nope. Alex, <laughs> take her away. Well, I think this might have been the worst pick. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Mine might be worse. Uh, for Norris, I chose Mackenzie Weger. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, yep, definitely miss. Yeah, just was not a good pick. Thought he was gonna, you know, kill it over in Calgary. A lot of my picks, I thought were gonna kill it over in Calgary, <laughs> not pan out at all. Uh, but I'm gonna swap it over. Staying in the Pacific Division, however, I think it's going to Eric Carlson. Guys having a complete turnaround of his career. Uh, just. Leading his team in points, leading defensemen in points, assists, goals. He's six right now. 
in the whole NHL with points. Like, you just, uh, you haven't seen a defenseman score this much in a while, and doing it on a crappy team like that. Yeah. I think he's got it in the bag. Yeah. How do you not pick Eric Carlson? <clears throat> the guy's born again, Ottawa Senators Carlson. Like, it's a no brainer. All it took was them trading Brent Burns, and now he's an absolute superstar again. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, and I'm actually just going to agree. Like, <laughs> how, like I, I think that there are a couple categories here where there's like a far and away favorite, and outside of, you know, some dark horse, I, I, just, I just don't see anyone taking from Carlson. Nor should they. I think this is exactly what you want a Norris season to look like. Yeah, a guy where like you think he's past his prime, you think he's washed up, and then he comes out of nowhere and has this fantastic season. Yeah, that's what that's what I think the Norris should be about. These guys who have Giordano did a few years back. Exactly right. Yeah. So, so who who was your previous pick then? Right. So I had picked uh, Roman Yossi. But <laughs> <laughs> to no one's surprise, I'm sure. I mean, okay, not a terrible pick. Like, he's still having no. a solid season. Just yeah, no. Eric Carlson's been yeah. a freaking agent. No, I was yeah. just laughing because it was a, a pred. You yeah. know, that's just funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, yeah, he just couldn't replicate what he had last year. Oh, well. Good for Eric Carlson. I hope he wins it. Yeah, that's fair. Marcus? Yeah, the first time, I think, a San Jose Shark has won an individual award in a long time. Oh, yeah. Really? For sure. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a good point. We can't all say Eric Carlson. Want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's one of those uh, ones where yeah. it's just like there's a clear favorite, right? There, there is. There is. And it, here's the thing. is mine. Uh, first of all, I, I picked um, Adam Fox at the beginning of the season. I'm going to stand by that pick. Oof, I hate him. Why? He's just not good. He pulled a Jimmy VC. He 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 <laughs> yeah, and like it he's worked. so good, but he's just not. Okay, well, he's a defenseman with 40 points in 41 games. Yeah, but Eric Carlson yeah. has 69. Nice. Also that is pretty nice. <laughs> that is pretty nice. I, again, like I, I'm well aware that he's the favorite, and you know, part of me thinks he's definitely gonna win it. We can't all say Eric Carlson, so I'm going to stick with Adam Fox. I'm going to ride that out until the end of the year. All right. Fair. I'm going to stick with my original pick then, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Originally, I picked uh, Devon Tays. Oof. Yeah, that didn't age well. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been Mackenzie Weger. <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie Weger is pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty tough. But, uh, no, I mean, how do you not go with Eric Carlson? Yeah. That's my. That's got to be my new pick. Yeah, he's Lighten an outstanding up. player. He's got fourteen more points than the next closest player, which is Rasmus Dahlin. So, mm-hmm. Eric Carlson, it is. All right, next up, now it's Jake's favorite award. There you go, Alex. Who is your Vesna pick? Another bad pick. <laughs> uh, I went with another Calgary Flame, <laughs> and not. And currently is not the starter of the Calgary Flames, <laughs> uh, Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> yeah, not the greatest pick. Thought he was, he had a really good season last year. Thought he was going to just absolutely destroy it. Did not. Yeah, we're seeing that. Uh, we're seeing playoff Markstrom right now. Yeah. Uh, but I have a new pick that Jake is not going to like. Better not oh, be I know Hellebuck. who this is. It's it, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Oh, He's leading that Winnipeg Jets. They are absolutely killing it this season. Uh, only five points back from the top of the central. Uh, he's just having an amazing season, a resurgence of his All career. right, we get it, we get it. He's uh, he's taking it home. They may rename the award after him yeah, once he yeah. retires. 
the hell of a book. Actually, they should re- they should rename it before he retires, so in his last season, he can win his own award. They should do it this year, and then Saros should win it. <laughs> Saros wins you the hell of a book. Saros wins the Connor Hellebuck award. <laughs> oh, good God. I'll get into that in a minute, but I, I have beef with some of the names of these awards. We'll get into that yeah. later, though. Freaking <laughs> the Connor Hellebuck award will be the same height as Saros. <laughs> I might stop being a hockey fan. To <laughs> watch cricket. Uh, all right, Jake. Who do you think is winning the Vesna, and who did you previously pick? Well, I previously picked the Juice. So, all right, Are you yeah. sticking on the Juice? No, I'm not. Ooh, <laughs> I think he's having a fine season. He was an All Star. He's a great goalie. I love the guy, but he's not having the kind of season the Linus Allmark's having. That's fair. Yeah. Like, how, how do you? You know what I mean? Like, his season has been stupid. I mean, there was one point where I think his record was like. 23, 1, and 2. Yeah. He's been having a crazy season. Like It's all because of the resurgence of David Krejci. Well, <laughs> I think, I, you know, and I've watched, I've, I've watched a lot of Linus Allmark, and I think he's actually playing great. Like, it's not, it's not some fluke. It's not just the team's doing well. I think he's actually playing great. That's fair. So, I give it, I give him all the credit in the world, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent. I've said this in the past. Like, I don't think a goalie should win the Vesna just because he's a good goalie, or he's a, Good goalie on a, good on a great team, yeah, right. But I think Linus Allmark is actually proving that he is a solid goalie, even this year the best goalie on a good team. Yeah, so that's why I think Linus Allmark de- deserves to win the award. That's fair. I, I I see where you're coming from there, and like honestly, I well, yeah, say it. Say you agree with me. <laughs> I can't. I know. <laughs> I I'm gonna say I would agree with you, but. I think there's another name that deserves it maybe a bit more. So first of all, I'm glad that you switched your pick from your original pick because that's going to make me doing it a little easier. Okay. Uh, My pick was Thatcher Demko. Um, Not a good look. And as we mentioned before, injuries can sometimes derail picks, right? That's not what... No, no, Demko came into the season injured. He was playing injured, and then he got so injured that he had to stop playing. He hasn't come back since, right? This was not a normal season for him. I thought he was supposed to be back by now. Oh, he was... He's he's skating. He's skating. Yeah, that is just started. And he's taking, like, full practice. Yeah, but they say he's about a week and a half away right now. But when this first started, it was called a two-week timeline, and that was... Almost November. three months ago. Yeah. So one of those things. But anyway, so I'm obviously not sticking with Thatcher Demko, who has played like 11 games this year and has like a point eight five yeah. save. Per- yeah, it's, it's not good. I'm instead going with Elias Sorokin, who has been putting up incredible numbers on an average team. And again, not to take away from Linus Allmark, who has played incredibly well, but he has more support than just about any other team in the league, right? You have to be good to be on a good team, but Elias Sorokin is maybe one of the only reasons that the Islanders are in playoff contention right now. So I'm sticking with Elias Sorokin. Sorry, not sticking with. I'm going with Elias Sorokin. Tyler. I hate that you just picked Sorokin. But my original pick. Do you was, hate it because you were going to agree? Yes. And now you have to scramble to find something else. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to stick it out and I'm going okay. to agree with you. But my original pick was Tristan Jari, who 
has had a very fine season. When he's healthy. When he's healthy. He's been hurt a lot this year, which has kind of derailed his career. Can but ruin anyone's season. Yep. And exactly. it's not their fault at all. But I do have to agree with Marcus here on the fact that I do think Elias Sorokin is the best goalie in the NHL. You saw it last year towards the end of the season when he stepped in as the full-time goaltender. And this year he's been absolute dynamite. and He's playing on an Islanders team that's not literally not great. They're they're not a great team compared to Boston, and he's carrying them. He leads the league in shutouts. Save percentages through the roof, so I, I got to stick with, uh, well, I got to follow Marcus's lead here and go with Ilya Sorokin. He's got a great contract, too. Yeah. Still got another year after this one. And then he's going to get paid, and I like my Russian goalies. So last year I went with Shesterkin. Uh, it was a good pick. This year I went with Jari, but... <laughs> You're switching to Sorokin. I'm switching to Sorokin. Next year, you're going with Askarov. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this guy, man. So so what you're saying is Juice is getting in the backseat? Is, is that what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, Next it's year? all downhill from here. Have they him. duct taped Askarov's stick to his glove yet? Mm, no, he played one game, got lit up, and then got sent back down. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't realize he made his NHL debut. Yeah, I think it was against the Islanders, too. It was like, really? It was like 6-2 yeah. to two or something. Yeah. Sorokin put on a clinic. Who, yeah, I guess. Okay, quick question. Who would you guys, as let's just say, I don't know if the Russians are going to the Olympics or not, but which two goalies are you taking to the Olympics? Well, you take three. So oh, do I'm, you take three? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, wait, but you only dress two. Yeah, who are you dressing? Vasilevsky gets the start. So we're pretending I'm, hockey NHL players can go to the Olympics, yes. and we're pretending Russians can go to the Olympics. Yes. Okay. Which two Russians goalies would you start? Vasilevsky gets the start. Shesterkin gets the backup. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I didn't know. I just think I'd have oh, Shesterkin really? starting. No, I mean, well, it, it's kind of like a one A one B type thing, isn't yeah. it? Is it like I? I think you're pretty well rotating yeah. them until you get to like the medal round almost, yeah. and then you're like, okay, we picked our guy. Yeah, as long as you're not playing against one of them, you're happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I just think it's crazy how good Russian goaltenders are in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Is it wild that I say uh, Vasilevsky sits in the press box and Sorokin starts? Yes, yeah. that would be that crazy. Is, that's that's tough. So, I, hey, man, Sorokin's coming up. Like, lots of credit to the guy, but he's not there yet. I, I think he is. He hasn't proved enough yet. Dude, uh, Vasilevsky has won two cups. He's with, made with multiple stacked teams. I know, but, like, he's made multiple cup runs. He's been a steady goaltender for them, right? Like, he's proven that he can handle the pressure. Yeah. I, I guess it's know. debatable, but, like, for the most part, right, in terms of, like, if you're going to try to find a metric, he has proven that he can handle the pressure of big games. Whereas like Sorokin and Shesterkin haven't really had that opportunity. Whether or not they'd succeed or not is kind of irrelevant because they don't have you don't have no you know, you have no sample. Yeah, there's no metric at. for it. Exactly. Also, yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's also no chance that the Russian national team is gonna be playing like the New York Islanders, like full defensive, like oh, two. But you meant they're not gonna play the New York <laughs> no, Islanders. No. I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> no, like but like the New York Islanders are a full defensive team, like two, three goals max a game. Yeah, but Sorokin has to stop the puck because whereas Tampa, they're going to score. So Vasilevsky can let in three. Yeah, they can play a different style of game, right? Vasilevsky can sit there and let in three goals and they'll still win 5-3. Yeah. Also, I think like if you're the New York Islanders, you're playing the New York Islanders style hockey. If you're Team Russia and you have some of the greatest scores in NHL yeah, history your on your team. top line is going to be like Ovechkin, Kucherov, Kuzmenko. Yeah, you got like <laughs> you got Malkin, you got... 
Right, you've got Kovalchuk and Datsuk. <laughs> you've got Kuznetsov. You've got so many weapons that I just don't think you're playing that protect yeah, the no, style they're not hockey. going to. Yeah, which That's is why you put Sorokin in no. that. He's going <laughs> to stop everything. <laughs> you're going to win. Thing, instead of winning 5-3, you're going to win 5-0. <laughs> the one thing you do got to look at, though, is that the defense they have, they have you know, access to suck. Yeah, it's like no Sergachev, and that's it. Wait for defense? Yeah, yeah. forgetting about Nikita Tramp. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, the Islanders have Sebastian Aho on defense. He's garbage. Dude, we're talking about Team Russia playing against the New York Islanders. We're also yeah. talking about the other Sebastian Aho, which feels weird. All right, Tyler. Okay. What's next? <laughs> oh God! All right. Next up, we got the Jack Adams Award. Oh, oh boy, we got some picks for you <laughs> on this one, Alex. What do you got? Uh, well, I went. The if you took Daryl, no, no, no. <laughs> Luckily, I did not. I took Mike Sullivan. Uh, I thought Pittsburgh, which at the start of the season looked like Mike Sullivan was going to win it, but um, yeah, they've kind of fallen off a bit. I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils coach, Lindy Ruff. Uh, he's a safe pick. Yeah. Completely turned it around. I mean, New Jersey already has more wins than they they did last season. And they've only played 50 games. Like it's a complete turnaround. And I think a lot of credit goes to Lindy Ruff. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a fair pick. Who did you say you had at the beginning of the season? Oh, Mike Sullivan. Mike Mike Sullivan. Sullivan. Okay. Jake, what Um, do you got? I have picked and kept the same coach both years we've done this like i've never strayed from this guy i thought he should have won the jack adams the whole time as dean evison i am now changing that decision what i i still think dean evison is a fantastic coach and what he's doing in minnesota should not be neglected i think he's he's doing a great job with the team he has right half of our listeners just went oh that's where he coaches i was one of those people (laughs) (laughs) i thought he coached dallas for some reason (laughs) i just nodded like oh yeah yeah, that's a great pick that's a great pick (laughs) honestly i guarantee you right now jake says who my my pick is gonna be i can feel it you think so yep who's the coach of the winnipeg jets (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't even remember. Oh, oh, um, small Paris. No, I know who it is. I can see his face. He was the guy that was in Dallas don't last year. That guy. He was the guy that was in Dallas. But bonus, Rick Bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. No, <laughs> I was referencing our TikTok friends. So if anyone yeah. thinks I'm an idiot for saying Paul Maurice's name wrong, it's yeah. it's it's a small Paris guy. TikToker. Yeah. Uh, no, I am switching to Jim Montgomery. All right, we are not Ooh. on the same page. <laughs> yeah, he he is the coach of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I just, you and your Bruins right now. Yeah, hey man, like Omar, I, like I got to be honest. Like watching this team, it's crazy. Like they look like a completely different team. Right? David Krejci, yeah. Dude, this is his first season as the. It's Bruins his first coach, season. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. hired in uh, Canada Day last year. His first season in Boston, and they're first in the league. They're they're a powerhouse. Like I, I really think people need to give this team more respect. Yeah, because they deserve it, and I think a large part of that is credit to Jim Montgomery. Fair. I give all the credit to David Krejci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second line center. Pasternak is only there because of David Krejci. Yeah, he's lighting it up. That's another point that's kind of crazy. Is like there was a lot of chatter around how Pasternak just was going to refuse to sign. Yep. And that has completely changed. If I was because of I David Krejci. Everybody's going to retire in two years, and he's just going to be stuck there. Yeah. With Charlie Coyle and... 
Charlie Lime McAvoy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys think Marshawn's going to retire as a Bruin? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. He's going to get his number retired. He is a Bruin. Mm, yeah. I don't know if he'll get his yeah. number yes, retired. Yes, I think he will. Yeah. Yes, he will. 100%. You got to think about, uh, like, he is what Alex Burrows is to us, just way better. Don't and if you ask yeah, like that, that is the don't cr- say things like that. That's the truest statement yeah. I've ever heard and you if say. Alex Burrows, that's so true. Like you talk to every Canucks fan, they would say Alex Burroughs should be or have his number retired. No, no, I think Ring of Honor is perfect. I if think he that's was exactly better, be. if he was better, hundred yeah. percent. If he if, if, he, if was, he put up the numbers, Marshan put up. Yeah. If we, he was an all star every year, yeah, Marcus, you're just biased, but you know it's no, true. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, for my coach, uh, or Jack Adams pick, the beginning of the season, I said B- Rob Brendamore. That is a good pick. Uh, that was my pick last year. Coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, he always seems to make a team that on paper is good. He always makes them perform great. He's done that a few years in a row. This year is no exception. We were talking about how great the Bruins have been. The Hurricanes are only a couple points behind them. They're in second place in the league. On paper, their team does not look like a second NHL or a second place NHL team. They, they look the good. Better Sebastian Ajo. They Yes, they have the... <laughs> have we talked about this twice? <laughs> yes, they have the best Sebastian Ajo in the entire <laughs> National Hockey League. <laughs> Wait until we have both Elias Pettersons playing for us. Um, Somebody sure a dog bark? <laughs> no, I think that was a mic stand or something. I think yeah, so too, but it sounded like a dog bark, I think. Yeah, yeah I did hear oh, that. Shit. There is no dog in this house. Questionable. Except for <laughs> Jake's feet. He just got off. Jake got a dog. Anyway, getting back on track here. I'm sticking with Rob Brennamore. Boo! What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I picked him at the beginning of the That's season. Lame. I reserve the right to stick with that pick. I think he's a great coach. Local boy, too. So, local. Where's he from? <clears throat> has he won uh, a Jack Adams already? I feel like he yeah, has. He did. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two years ago. Years ago? Yeah. 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 All right, Tyler. Bring us home here. Hang on. Finding out where Rob Brennamore is from. Campbell River. That ain't local. That's, That's local. Right, yeah, certified yep. local. That right fucking local, man. Certified local. Boy. It 100% counts. Is uh, Vancouver uh, Island local too? No. Yes. Yeah, certified. It's How is that certified not local? local? Yeah, it's certified local. Boy. It's literally an island. If you grew up in Victoria and you play for the Canucks, you can't say that's your hometown team? No. You, well, you can't say, no, it's not your hometown. Your hometown is Victoria. Yeah, but so if no you played there. on the Canucks, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't say that this is your hometown team. Look at me. You think I play on the Canucks? But let's just say. <laughs> I think you like, might be an improvement, but... <laughs> Jake gets um, interviewed intermission. He's like, "How does it feel to play for your hometown team?" Well, I I'm don't not play. a local boy. Yeah, no, my, <laughs> my hometown team is the Pit Meadows Rustlers. Yeah, I don't play for the Pit Meadows. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think like if you're from Whistler, south to the border, and then as far east I have crazy like, news for you about where Victoria is. It is well, south of Whistler okay, and above the border. I'm not done yet. <laughs> South, <laughs> south of Whistler, north of the border, and like west this of, side of the water, and like west between of Pitt Meadows and Vancouver. But everything east is all local. <laughs> no, fuck. Are you guys even listening? <laughs> not really. <laughs> if you're not from the Greater Vancouver area, it's not local. I disagree. I think if you're BC, it's local. Yep, that I, doesn't. Make, I agree. Certified local boy. You know no, it's not local. Like, <laughs> 
It, it, like, yeah, you're still from the area, and that's your team. That's your team, you know? Like, there are people from the Yukon that cheer for the Canucks, right? Because it's boy. like, But no, they're not fucking local if you <laughs> the, live in the that, Yukon. That's a different province. That's, yeah, it is. That's a territory. It's actually not a province it's at a all. Territory. Yeah, it's, it's right. a territory. Right. Were there not people that lived in uh, in Washington State before Seattle was a team that were fans of the Canucks? Yeah, but that's, yeah, not, but local. that's not local. Right, but they, they'd be closer than Victoria. To across the border, no, though. you got to cross the border. You're in a whole different area. Uh, I'm so, I'm Victoria saying. is still the same province. Yeah, but like it's a different landmass, no, right? It's fine. You have to cross it's, tectonic plates to get to Victoria, I don't know, man. right? <laughs> one, one little earthquake, and they're all the way back. <laughs> yeah, they used to be connected. I don't know. If you look at the way it lines up, they used to be connected. All right. Technically, Pitt Meadows is a different landmass. Can we stop the, talking about Pitt Meadows? Because <laughs> the, the river. Yes, I'm from Pitt Meadows. All right. Jesus Christ. No, we've narrowed down where he lives to like five yeah. square blocks. Exactly. Well, two streets. There are two streets in Pitt Meadows. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not from Pitt Meadows. No. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, getting back to the coaches here, I would stick with my coach, but he's no longer in the NHL. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, there he goes. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, I... Uh, Still I an had, open wound. I had high hopes, considering I had JT Miller as my heart winner and <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux as <laughs> Jack Adams. That might be worse than McKenzie Yeah, I was going to say, we, we kept making fun of Alex for picking a bunch of flames that did nothing. You picked a coach that got fired <laughs> and the new most hated player in Canucks history. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more Canucks on my previous list. Um, but I'm going to change my coach because no, he can't win now. <laughs> and I'm going with Dave Haxtell. Ooh, Seattle Kraken coach. Yeah. Like who would have thought the yeah, Seattle yeah. Kraken would be second in the the West? Are they second? Yeah, who would have thought Martin Jones would play good? The resurgence of Martin sure. Jones. Actually, he's not even playing that good. If you look at his numbers, yeah, his no. team's just scoring a lot. Yeah. They have they Jared McCann, like, the sniper. They run four lines and they're all good lines. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm going with Dave Haxall. Yeah, their their consistency is what we thought that the Canucks consistency was going to be this year. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah, thought this was the year they'd pull together. Anyway, yep. Okay, what's next? All right, next up, one of my favorites, the Calder. Oof. Alex, I am. I think you're sticking with I'm yours. I'm sticking <laughs> with my pick. I at the start of the season said that I was taking a. Uh, Logan Thompson? Logan. Logan Thompson. I have Logan Thompson and Tage Thompson next to them, but only Thompson. Too many Thompson. Anyways. Yeah, Logan Thompson, uh, starting goaltender for the team that is in first place in the Pacific Division. Uh, Yeah, you don't see a rookie goaltender lead a team to the first place in their division. I'm sticking with them. I want sorry, just before we move on to Jake here, I want to ask Tyler a question because you're a Blues fan and not all too long ago you guys had a goalie come out and lead you to not first in the NHL, but did, did the blues win the division that year when they won the cup? No, no, they did not. No, no they barely made the playoffs. Really? Yeah, were they, they were, they were dead last and then they had to crawl their way into a playoffs. Spot. I know, but oh, okay. I thought they finished higher. No, no, but anyway, so do you think that the season that Thompson is having compares to the season that Bennington was having? Cause Bennington was way more hype than Thompson is right now. I, I think Bennington had a better season than what Thompson's doing right now. But Bennington couldn't win the Calder because he only played half the year. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't didn't they like re, uh, bring him up or something? And then he just started. Yeah, they brought him up like right after the Christmas break when they were in last. Yeah. And then he just took the he net was by still storm nominated and got a shutout in his first 
Yeah, but they weren't going to give it to him. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you can't really argue with Elias Pettersson winning the Calder. Exactly. He's just so. too good. Yeah. Okay, Jake, who do you, you got? should have bet on him. I should have. I'm so choked. I <laughs> well, didn't. He's not Which is funny because so you are like a degenerate gambler. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so. know why I didn't. What were the odds again? I think he was like I think it was 26. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, yeah, I thought it was like 27, 20. I think I remember you telling me it was 28. Maybe. Yeah. It was it was really good odds. Yeah. I just <sighs> dropped the ball. Yeah. Don't worry, he's not going to win, so it's fine. You just save yourself some money. Do you remember what I got, Do you guys remember what I said about Dean Evison? Thought you were going to say Mason McTavish. That you're changing your pick? No. That I like picked him and then stayed consistent yeah. the whole oh, Yeah. Same thing with this next one. Mason McTavish picked last year. <laughs> <laughs> got You're sent down pretty early. Uh, got sent down pretty early in the year, so he was still technically a, a rookie this year. And he's had an okay season. He's been in the lineup the whole year. You know, he's he'll finish. Third, he's third in points in for rookies. Yeah, what, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he climbed that that fast. I know he was like sitting in the top ten, but yeah, he's having a solid year. But I, I don't think I can stick with him just because I think that there's a. Again, I think this is one of those categories where. Not exactly a clear-cut favorite, but I think it's a two-horse race. And I'm going to go with the other horse, and that'd be Matty Beneers. Yeah, fair. You know, like, he's just, he is exactly what a Calder winner looks like, right? Like, he is making a massive impact on a good team. And that's what a rookie of the year should be. So I'm going with Matty Beneers. That's good. McTavish is only eight points back of him. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, McTavish is having a good year, and, like, I think he's definitely in that conversation, but I just don't think he will catch up and pass Maddie Beniers. That is fair. Do yep. you do you have who's second in rookie score? I sure do. Oh, we, are we, we going to find that out we later? We might hear his name later. <laughs> I feel like that's, <laughs> yeah, okay. we, that's we, coming up. We might. I don't know, but if he's not, I will bring him up. Okay. Uh, is he getting Dallas? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. For my Calder pick at the beginning of the year, I had Dakota Joshua. I was going to say, he's not even a rookie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Played for the Blues last yeah, year, the dude, whole season. Oh, he's no like idea. 27. What? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not he's even old. Young. I thought he was young. No. Oh, never mind. Anyway. I don't think he's that old. Good thing I I'm didn't gonna, pick I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it I, up. I'm pretty sure he's like 24. I picked Owen Power. He's 26. Oh, shit. Holy right. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's 26. I thought he was a fair bit younger than that. That is my mistake. No, he was drafted in the fifth round in 2014. By the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? What's yeah. How did he end up with the Blues? Suitcase. Um, what trade would have that have been? Uh, it might have just been a free agent signing. Yeah, in the, it could have uh, been. For the, their AHL team, and then they brought him up. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <coughs> Probably a waiver pickup from another team. They had to put yeah. so many guys on waivers because of their cap problems. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I did pick Owen Power at the beginning of the season. Stick with that? No, probably not. It it seemed like a good pick. He hasn't hasn't been playing bad by any means, but probably not a Calder winner. I am instead going to pick the guy who Jake has no loyalty to, Mason McTavish. Oh, cool. Really? Because McTavish, for a while, really looked like it was going to be a mediocre year. He was going to be a fine rookie, but nothing crazy. The last few weeks, or maybe mm. even into 2023, he has really stepped it up. And yeah. like we said earlier, he's closing the gap on Beniers for most points. Mm. He's also doing this on a way worse team. Yeah. So I would not be at all surprised if he continues to step up his game and put it into that new gear. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. So I'm going with Mason McTavish, who, again, Jake just 
heartlessly abandoned. I really hope he wins after like a full year and a half of saying this guy is winning the Calder. No, I I really hope he wins. You got like three quarters of the way there, and Jake's like, never mind. I mean, or uh, Matty Beniers is injured right now too, so he could start catching up real quick. Yeah, I hope he does. You know, but I hope he doesn't doesn't for you with the season that Seattle's been having. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, like how can you anyway? So for my original pick, I went with another Buffalo Sabre. I went with JJ Paterka. Who? (laughs) German born player. (laughs) Hey, he's having a good year. He's just not having as good of a year as some of these other players. So with my new pick, I've kind of been going back and forth between two players. One player similar to Jake's where he's on a team that's doing very well and putting up good numbers, and that is Cole, Perf- Cole Perfetti. Boo. Ooh. Second in points, rookie points right now. Okay. But I'm going a different route, and I'm going with a defenseman. I fucking knew it. From the Minnesota Wild. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> Kalen Addison. Oh. I think you're going to pick <laughs> this. Is that, this is the guy that Tyler made that mock trade yep. of. Uh, I thought you were gonna pick the defenseman from uh, Columbus that's been killing it recently. No, no, I'm going with Kalen Addison, who's fourth in points for all rookies as a defenseman. As a defenseman, and he's only a couple points behind uh, your boy Mason McDavish. So it's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good for Columbus for a defenseman and fourth in points. That is pretty wild, Minnesota. Minnesota, I I hate the Wild, but I'm going with Kalen Addison. All right, next up, we got to start rolling through these because we're, uh, we're running out of time here. All righty. Uh, Did you say time? No, not that kind of time. <laughs> we, are, we are going Speaking to, of the time. We are going to the Selkie. Alex, who do you have right. for the Selkie? This one I'm quite excited for. I think it's going to be out of left field, but when I say it, you guys are going to be like, oh, 100%, that's the correct pick. And but you guys are going to change Who did you pick. pick at the beginning of the year? So I picked Mika Zibanejad. Okay. Not, okay. A, not a horrible okay. pick, but... There's logic there. I'm changing it to Jason Robertson. He is, I think, right now seventh in plus minus in the whole NHL, uh, while also being top 15 in points, or sorry, top six in points, and uh, around top 15 in goals. Uh, The guy's just been killing it, so I'm going with him. All right. Um, I started the year thinking that it was going to be Alex Barkov because this is probably the individual award I pay the least attention to. Yep. So I was like, yeah, safe pick, Alex Barkov. Um, looked a little bit more into it after watching this guy this year. I think that if there's any award he deserves, it's this one, and that would be Claude Giroux. David Craig. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Claude Giroux is nearly a point per game. He's got 48 points through 50 games. Um, he's the... He's the leader in that locker room, um, and he kind of straddles the even mark when it comes to plus minus. But uh, I think he's just such a identity on that team in terms of like playing the right way. And uh, I think that uh, I think he's he's my selkie pick. Okay, all right, that's that's kind of out of left field. That's mm-hmm. a, that's an interesting pick. I like well, that. he's he's been in selkie conversations in the past. Yep, but because this was basically just the. Um, the Patrice Bergeron Award for so long yep. that he just never really actually got his chance. But I think he was nominated against him one year, and he's always been in the conversations. Right on. Marcus? Uh, to begin the season for the Selkie, I picked Mitch Marner. Oof. And honestly, 
it's still not a bad pick. Yep. He's a very good defensive forward as well as being incredible offensively. How uh, many, okay, how many wingers actually win the Selkie? Because I'm pretty sure it's basically just centermen. It is usually center. I was like, yeah. say O'Reilly, a, a big, Bergeron, Barkov. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And a big part of what made this decision for me was a lot of people have forgotten this now. The headline at the beginning of the season that the Leafs were going to use Mitch Marner as a defenseman <laughs> when they pulled the goal. And they didn't really ever end up doing that or not very much. But he was still a good defensive forward and it's still not a bad pick. However, I'm changing it. And I'm changing it to be maybe the only bright spot in an awful black hole of darkness that was hockey in Vancouver this season. I'm picking Elias Pettersson oh. to win the Selkie. Oh, okay, okay. Pettersson, plus minus, is he's plus six. You know, it's, it's not too bad. However, when he is on the ice, the Canucks rarely, if ever, get scored on. And that's saying a lot because the one thing that the Canucks have done a lot of this year is get scored on in every situation all the time. So he has 50 plus points and is a plus six and he's rarely scored on. <laughs> I mean, he's human. Like he gets scored on sometimes. I, I, I just, I just I've never seen you so stopped. <laughs> he's had a couple of goals scored against him. But they've also used him on the penalty kill where he's been phenomenal. Yeah, no, that's fair. So uh, I'm not going to say he'll win it 100%. But I'm saying that he would have my vote this year. You needed a homer pick or something. I like that. I, I needed to have one. And I didn't have him picked at the beginning of the year. But I think if I was going to pick between Marner and Pedersen, I would pick Elias Pedersen. Uh, that is fair. <laughs> <Who> also, <laughs> what a surprise. Let, let's just acknowledge, too, plays on a horrible hockey team. Yes. right. He does it, have that, Tyler Myers on his team. Yeah, and most of his goalies this year have been Colin Delia and Spencer Martin. Yes, yeah, and a beaten and battered Thatcher Demko. Like, you know, this guy isn't getting a lot of help. That is that is very true, and and I can I respect that pick because that was my pick to start the season. Ooh, I had Elias Pettersson as my Selkie winner, but I'm going to make a change, and I'm going to pick Nico Heischer. Not, that's another Ooh, good pick, actually. Of the New Jersey Devils. You shouldn't have changed it, but like, I, that's not a bad pick. I know. I just the season that he's putting up, the defensive play that he's been been uh, been doing. I think he's he's definitely got a shot, and I hope good things come because he was a first round or first overall pick. So hopefully he starts getting some recognition for it. Next up, <clears throat> this is a pick where uh, most people could go the same way. The Art Ross. Oh, this will be easy. Let's just run through it quick. Yeah. Alex. Alex, who do you got for the Air Uh It's tough to go against Connor McDavid. It's Connor McDavid. Yeah, I picked him at the beginning of the season. I'm sticking with him now. Uh, you're not ch- picking somebody else, are you? I'm picking somebody else. Yeah, Dude, he has picking. a 20-point lead on the next best player who's also on his team. Yeah, but don't worry. This guy is going to get 100 points in the second half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Matthew Kachuk. Oh what God. in the hell? How many how many points does Matthew Kachuk have right now? Like 80? Matthew Kachuk is two points per game right now. <laughs> 71? That's that's actually quite good still. Yeah, he had like five points last game too, so he's on a tear. He's just getting ready to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning. He lit up freaking Vacheleski. Yeah. 
But we can't all pick McDavid, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I respect that. I respect you biting the bullet there. The last one on our list has the best name of all individual trophies in sports history. I agree. The Rocket. I do want it to be changed, though. Which, I, which well, <laughs> I was going to say, what's funny is it's technically not called the Rocket. It's called the Maurice Richard Award. No, we're calling it the Rocket. Yeah, but everyone it's calls the it the Rocket because it is the Rocket. So, And it's going to be another award going to Connor McDavid. But who did you have originally? Well, originally, <laughs> oh boy, this one isn't as bad. My Art Ross, which I was really happy you didn't ask about, uh, that one was bad. But my well, you know what? Who was your Art Ross? Yeah. I'm only saying if you guys say yours. I'll say mine. I'll say I, mine. I did say uh, mine. Mine was Fucking Jonathan Huberto. Oh, oh. No. currently tied as the 102nd <laughs> <laughs> player in points at 33. That's tough. Uh, yeah. So he has as many points as Bo Horvat has goals. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he has less yeah. points than a defenseman on the Calgary Flames. Oh, Jesus, so. man. It's a good thing he Is it Mackenzie Weger? Uh, no, it's not even Mackenzie Weger. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rasmus Anderson. Oh, boy. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's a good thing he signed that contract before the season Oh, yeah, started. big time. Uh, my record with Shard at the start of the season was Kucherov. Okay. Not a horrible pick, but no. it's going to McDavid. He's taken home a lot of hardware this year. Uh, mine, we're talking about the rocket, right? Yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're revealing who yeah, we picked yeah. for the Art Ross. Yeah. I picked Connor McDavid. Ooh. Yeah. I <laughs> also picked Connor McDavid. Uh, you guys are safe picks. Yeah, you guys are, yeah, you guys are some. Uh, oh, I'm okay, sorry. So. Should I have picked Mackenzie <laughs> Weger? <laughs> he he could have done it. You should have picked Bruce <laughs> for the rocket. Well, Bruce Boudreaux for the man rocket award. <laughs> I Ooh. picked... Uh, Man, I went so safe here. I went Austin Matthews for the Rock at the beginning of the season. Rough. Yeah, that's a tough pick. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna switch it, and I'm gonna go with Jack Hughes. Yeah, it's a bit of a sleeper, but uh, he's he's scored a lot of goals and recently, and who knows, he could do it. If anyone could do it, I think he could do it. Yeah, fair. Well, Marcus, with the <laughs> the look on your face there, it looks like all three of us might have had the same pick. <laughs> I'm the only one that chose <laughs> the guy who's leading the NHL. Just to make that clear. Um, for the Rocket, I originally had Dreisaitl. I also had him for the heart. I just thought that that was yep. going to be his thing that put him over the edge was his goal scoring. I'm switching it to Jack Hughes. Oh, my God. Uh, because I think that, well, pretty soon, the thing people keep forgetting about New Jersey is they're going to call Luke Hughes up as soon as his college season is over. If he comes onto the scene and looks good, he's going to just feed his brother passes all the time. I don't care that he's a defenseman. He's going to do it. All the right. other thing that the New Jersey Devils are going to do is they're going to trade for Quinn Hughes. Oh, they're going to have all Quinn Hughes brothers just lighting the lamp every game from every position, every side of the ice. You got a, a right defenseman, a left defenseman, and a center all just wiring pucks at the net all the time. Tap-ins for Jack Hughes everywhere. <laughs> He's going to win the Rocket. And I'm going to cry so hard All at right. home in bed. All right, that's fair. My original Rocket pick. This, this is, this this is the worst. Yeah, this is on. the worst. <laughs> yeah, can you pull up how many goals I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look, yeah, look it up. This is the <laughs> worst pick or take any one of us has ever made in the history of the podcast. And to, remember, just a moment ago... To be uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Alex said that Louis Domingue was going to win the Consulate. <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. If, that if, if, he, if that he stayed count, in that, 
They would have won game seven and would have ran with him to the Stanley Cup finals. Spicy pork and broccoli all the way. Yeah. To okay, be, so this is the second worst take anyone's ever had. To be fair, this was one of those high risk, high reward <laughs> plays, all right? And uh he's been hurt the whole year. I can't like come on. <laughs> Who is it? What do you want from me? Patrick Line. The um I had Patrick Line as my rocket winner. I'm obviously going to change that because I think he's played like 15 games. But uh, I'm going with Miko Rantanen. I I think Miko Rantanen's a sleeper for this pick. And now that Colorado's got all their players back, I think they're going to start scoring. I mean, he was lighting it up without them. He's got 34 goals. I, I think he could do it for sure. Um, I just want to point out before you go on, uh, Patrick Line. if you go on uh, ESPN Goal Tracker and uh, you look at the leaderboard and you hit the next page button four <laughs> times, <laughs> you will then eventually find Patrick Line sitting in a 10-way tie for 92nd in the Ooh. NHL Ooh. in goals with a whopping 14. Wait, how many games played does he have? 36. Oh. oh so he's, he's played most of the games. Yikes, that's rough. Yeah, he doesn't really have much oh, excuses oh. here. I thought he had like 14 games played. He like, also has bad. he also <laughs> has at all. a monstrous 17 assists. Jeez, killing the no, game. That's, hey, he's almost a point per game, right? Yeah, right? Uh, cut, the, cut the boy some you know slack, what? right? Maybe it was a bad take as I thought it was. He's not winning no, the rocket, man. He's not he is rocket. 92nd <laughs> in the league for goals. Take. That's yeah, a right. bad take. Yeah, right. yeah, fine. Is that all the awards? Well, who are you taking instead? Nico oh, Rannon. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, taking Rannon. Yeah. Sorry, we were way too busy laughing yeah. at Patrick Liney to listen to what you <laughs> yeah, said well, next. Okay. Whenever we to do be, this, it to is be an fair, absolute marathon. To be fair, Austin Matthews only has 25 goals, all right? And he's played 11 more games. So, all right. Patrick Liney's. <laughs> Patrick I don't know if I've ever up. seen Tyler that defensive before. <laughs> he loves that. The man. whole time he was explaining how bad Austin Matthews is, he was just giving me daggers. <laughs> <laughs> like, just so you know, Austin Matthews isn't doing very good either. <laughs> Fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, even though no one picked him either time. Jake did. As his you original pick. I took Matthews. Oh, okay. That, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess nobody picked him either time. 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 And speaking of the time, I think it's time for Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? This is a very happy Tyler. School bans Valentine's Day after six-year-old tells teacher he would plow her into next (laughs) week. (laughs) 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 The riz on that kid God damn As he gritties out of the classroom (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god Dude's fucking dapping up Mr. Morrison in the next room (laughs) Comes back a week later I fucking did it Yeah. Teacher comes back a week later. Yeah. Oh, in fuck. handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. 
What movie is that that, that happens in? Um, oh, that's, that's my boy. That, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's a funny movie. Fantastic movie, yeah, by the funny way. One. It's a terrible movie. Are you kidding me? It's a great movie. It's, it's hilarious. So stupid. It is funny. There's funny moments. Oh, have you guys heard the story that Adam, or no, Andy Samberg told of his wedding? He invited Adam Sandler to his wedding. And he didn't think he was going to come. Mm-hmm. And then the night before the reception, he had like a like a small get together with people at a at a bar they closed. Mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler showed up dressed as the dad from That's My Boy. And in character, he went around and started talking to all the people about Andy Samberg. That's so that's yeah. cool. Cool, hey? Yeah, that, that's yeah, such I a good that. movie. Yeah, that's funny. There's so many funny moments in it. I'm going with that's a real one. I hope that's real because it's way too funny. <sighs> I hope it's real. I'm going to go real just because I hope it is. I could see it being real because I grew up with a lot of like elementary <laughs> school teachers <laughs> around. What are you what? talking about? We all went to school Wait, with a bunch of elementary teachers. Hang on. And I would plow all of them. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He is Mr. Plow, it, apparently. It is real because hey, Marcus hey. was the one who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So my grandparents were both elementary school teachers. My girlfriend's parents were both elementary school teachers. Kids say crazy shit sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's stuff they've heard in a movie or something now, especially that they just read online and yeah. they don't know what it means. Oh, this kid knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandpa, when he was a principal, had one of his noon hour supervisors come to him and tell him that same idea, like a seven or eight year old boy came up to her and said he was going to bite her tit. Jesus. <laughs> just like probably heard it on TV, right? Yeah. Like. I would not be surprised if that was real at all. It is 100% real. Yeah, there we go. Where was it? Does it say? It doesn't say. But Florida. Florida boy. But the, Florida head, boy. <laughs> the headline does say South End News Network. So That could be literally end of any city. I don't know. <laughs> it could be Pitt Meadows. Yeah. <laughs> it could be all the schools in Pitt Meadows are on the south side, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> no, there is two on the north side, actually. Are they just barns? Were they? <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen North Pit Meadows? It's all farmland. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, I I consider North Pit Meadows like north of the railroad tracks. Oh, I meant like north of Lowheed. <laughs> there was a private school that used to be up there. Was it a barn? No. Fuck. Dude. Yep, milking one hundred and one. <laughs> Tractor repair. Uh, Manure spreading. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Anywho. I got to go to work. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think it's about time we wrap it up. Wrap wrap it up up for this week. If you want to find us on social media. No, let him do it. Okay. I don't want to do it. So if you guys have any serious inquiries and want to reach out to us, you can at VancouverBoysPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to find us on social media. You can at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. Or if you want to find me on Twitter, you can at Vancouver Boys underscore. It's been a lot of fun. No kidding. That was, that was quite the episode. Well, Some at, of least, at least the half pretty, that uh, I did. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the picks were a little rough, but... Uh, it's always fun to revisit those, but God damn, is yeah. it a marathon when we do it, man? Holy sure cow. We got to stop recording all of our thoughts. Yeah. It's yeah. getting us in trouble, guys. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thanks for listening to us. Talk about our thoughts. See you on the next one. <laughs> that was, no, do it <laughs> again. Do, do it again. Like all normal. Right. All right. Fine. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. What do I say? You go. And then I go. Yeah. You, you do go. Yeah. I thought you went before me now. 
I thought I went. No, last. no, no, because he Cause came. We have a new thing for him insane. to do now. Okay, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Cast me outside. How about that? Come watch us on Twitch. I think that's the new one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's a new one every week, man.